You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello again, all you friendly Force users, and welcome to another episode of the Echo Station Podcast. I'm Chris Jade, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, as always, Ian. I'm beautiful. You are beautiful. You're a beautiful person. Aw, shucks. Uh, so, I'm let's see. pretty. You are pretty. We've got some fun things to talk about today. We're doing another in-depth character deep dive, whatever you want to say. I don't know. What, how do we think? Character profile. Yeah. Character spotlight profile. Spotlight thing. profile. Yes. Um and let's see we have star wars news i don't really have any star wars news it's been kind of quiet lately which is unusual for the last few years but unfortunately we do have the sad news today of the passing of a wonderful addition to the star wars family um that of max von Sydow, who um had a brief but iconic role in the force awakens um he's also the three-eyed raven for those Game of Thrones fans out there, um, he is very well known um, for his role in The Exorcist back in the day. Which I had no clue that was him. Yeah, totally. No a clue. Young priest and an old priest. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as well as just several, several incredibly iconic roles. Um, he was 90. He's a Flash Gordon. Yeah. So, you know, he had a, he had a long, very successful career. Um, yes. Seems like a very true gentleman uh, we wish him well on the other side yes womp womp uh so on to some happier bit of news uh chris and i are hosting our star wars panel at planet comic-con this year in kansas city it's in two uh, weeks from today yeah well not today well today. not today today <laughs> not not today today uh, but it's March 20th to 22nd. Uh, our panel is on the 22nd, which is a Sunday. It's from 12.30 p.m. to 1.20 p.m. in room 2505A. That is also subject to change, but, uh, excuse me. Uh, we're very, very happy to bring this podcast. Uh, last year, Chris, unfortunately, could not make it to the Star Wars panel, uh, but we had Derek uh sub in and he did a great job mm-hmm. uh but this year it is us we are tackling it we're talking about the rise of skywalker and beyond so we're talking about the rise of skywalker we're talking about uh the disney plus shows what we want to see from star wars in the future all that good stuff it's also audience participation so come with your questions and comments no concerns but just questions <laughs> and comments we can't do anything with concerns we got nothing to go on we got nothing uh, but we're very happy to be be doing that. I cannot wait for that. Uh, presumably, if the world doesn't end in the next, you know, two weeks. Yes. Yeah, if there is no zombie apocalypse within the next two and a half weeks, then we'll see you there. Yes, uh, we'll be in full costumes. Can't guarantee not Star, Star Wars, Wars costumes. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be Star Wars. Uh, Chris is going to be a lovely princess, and I'm I will be, be. I will be a princess that day, but I will be in Star Wars. Like we'll be in Marjade on uh, Friday. Oh, well, I'm not going to be in Star Wars the whole weekend. Sorry, I guys. I know, but I will. So if you want pictures, come find yes. me on Friday. Go find Mara Jade. Uh, but yeah, don't forget that is Sunday, the 22nd of this month uh, at 12.30 p.m. 
Uh, we cannot wait to see all you guys there. Tell your friends, tell every single Star Wars fan that you know that's going to Planet Comic Con to come and join us for a fun, rousing discussion of that. Keep it simple. Try, try, try. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, it's it's very lighthearted. We're not, you know, yeah. it's, if you listen to us, it's not, you know, a huge to-do. So, you know. Uh, and then, should I just go ahead and plug my other panel that I have? Totally. <laughs> it's not Star Wars so related, popular. but I know I'm hosting two panels actually, and uh, my other panel that I am doing is called Gender Bending and Cosplay, which is a primary thing that I do. I think like 96% of my costumes are all gender bends. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing that with our good friends, uh, Lydia Hartwell and Luna Flair. And that is also Sunday as well. Same day from three o'clock to three fifty. Uh, so you'll come talk about all that stuff. If you like cosplay and gender bending and all that stuff. So, you know, two panels plugged, one being star Wars, one being just me being vain and talking about myself. <laughs> Well, because cosplayers hate Lydia, talking about themselves. Lydia's gender bent cosplay is Star Wars. So there you go. Is it? It is. She does Luke Skywalker from ROTJ. Return oh, of Jedi. that's right. Uh-huh. She hasn't worn it in forever, so that's yeah. why I just totally forgot about I it. I know. Oh, but that reminds me, I can also plug something. So we um, Oh yeah. Keep plugging. A- yeah, let's just keep plugging. Let's plug yeah. away. Uh we will be appearing in costume. Um to kind of officially boost up the what is it called it's a star wars um documentary the skywalker legacy i believe it's called yes um at the alamo uh, draft house alamo draft house sorry i was gonna say the arc light but that is in california (laughs) we will not not be in california um but that will be the monday after this begins so that is what the, the 16th 16th yes. yes 16th so it it looks really cool the documentary looks really awesome um, it's like a full length like feature documentary too yeah it's it so it's it looks like a must see for star wars fans um there will be lots of people in costume including myself uh, i will be actually dressed as leia that day lydia hartwell will be luke skywalker um i'm pretty sure there's gonna be some troopers there you know come take some pictures play some I games i think uh, yeah, I, I do believe Luna is going. I don't know yes. what Luna will be dressed as, though. She said, she told me she's doing hologram layout. Oh, she is doing hologram. Okay, so yeah. so we're sticking to the Skywalkers. And then I'm being their handler, so I'm just, yes. I'm, because I work at 6 o'clock and the event starts at 7, so I cannot get into a full Twilight regalia in no, an hour. That does not, not work for me. <laughs> so I'm going to be their, their human handler and all that good stuff, but... If you want to come talk the podcast with us, and if you're if you're a friend of the pod, if you're a friend they, of the pod, as as the cool kids say, uh, come talk to us. Yeah, yeah, come and see us. Um, it really does look like a very cool um, documentary. Uh, you know, and as always, the Alamo Draft House is top notch. So, very much so. All right, I'm done plugging. That's in Casey, by the way. We're not just like yes. Don't, sorry, yeah. there are several Alamo Draft Houses. <laughs> this oh my is god, Casey one. You're going to have people, like, going, like, to an Alamo draft house. And, Don't go to and, you know, Austin. We're yeah, not in Austin. Like, um, where's the Star Wars thing? Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm looking for a Leia. It's like, no, sorry. <laughs> nope. Aren't we all looking for a Leia? Yeah. Aren't oh. we all? No, not there, you're not. <laughs> uh, so, as Chris stated before, we are doing a character spotlight. We have not done one in a hot minute. Uh, so we thought who better to kick off our season three character spotlights 
than one Asajj Ventress. Yes, as you all know, we are big fans of Mistress Ventress. Mistress Ventress. <laughs> oh, that rhymes. Alliteration. There you go. Uh, so, and as you know as well from listening to previous episodes, we both, this is a uh, Night Sister Positive uh, podcast. <laughs> we are uh, very Night Sister Positive. We stand the Night Sisters here in this house. So much stand. And so, you know, we're like, well, who can we do? And we're like, Ventress, she has such a rich character history. She is that... probably one of the most dynamic characters in the Star Wars universe. I agree. She has such a like roller coaster of arcs that happened to her in her life. Yeah. Uh, but and her episodes are probably some of the darkest. They are in the Clone They're, Wars. Like those and the Maul episodes, I feel are the darkest ones. Yeah. Uh, and she's just really cool. I just I love the character design. Uh, she's. You know, she's just really cool, and she has really cool weapons and costumes and a look, so why not do her? Yeah. Uh, so basically, if you guys haven't heard our previous um, character analyses before this, uh, we basically, you know, just talk the character, kind of break them down, uh, talk about some major story arcs, looks, uh, favorite, you know, moments we've had watching the character or reading about them, uh... And then, you know, give our kind of final thoughts and where we would want to see the character end up later, depending on if the character is alive or not. Sure. Uh, so, you know, let's, shall we, shall we dive in? Let's dive in. Okay. So we are first introduced to Ventress in the 2003 uh, Gendi uh Clone Wars micro series. Do you remember that one? I do. And I, I feel like i'm one of the few people who loved that series i quite enjoyed it okay because i see a lot of people are like nah, nah and they like, forget it exists also it is really difficult to find is it it I, it's not on well it's not on disney plus and it's not oh, on Netflix. it's not on netflix anymore i don't know where to find it online so if you don't have dvds of this i don't know how to get hold of the original clone wars series. i didn't think about that interesting yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this predates the CGI Dave Filoni Clone War series by a while. A while. It's really cute, though. It is. It you know it's the events leading up to Episode Three. Like literally, they end with Episode Three happening. Yeah. Um. It's the by the same person. Is so old. I was still in high school when it came out. <laughs> you ready for me to tell you where I was? No. Go. Okay. Nope. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. So. This series was created by, like I said, uh, Gindy Tedakovsky, who uh, created Dexter's Lab, and uh, you know that was a huge, real fun show. I love that show so much. Yeah. So it was on Cartoon Network. Yes. And he also did Samurai Jack too. I forgot to say that. Yeah. And you can um, see kind of you do kind of see some influences on the oh, you animation. see many artistic influences from those shows bleeding into Clone Wars. Uh so. The first time you ever see Ventress was actually on the, like, teaser poster, I guess, for the series. And it's drawn really beautiful. You know, Anakin, Obi-Wan, you have them on, you have the Clone War, or the Clone Troopers on swoop bikes, the city in the background. And above them is this huge, you know, shadowy figure with these twin red lightsabers ignited, like, in, like, full attack mode. 
And when I was younger, I was like, who is that? Right. She's bald. She has no irises, just plain white eyes, and is wearing, like, these bandages and a huge black uh, skirt and, like, this really pretty uh, emblem and tabard. And I'm like, who, who is that? I like this person. She was spooky. She's a spooky girl. Yeah, she was very spooky. And uh, he took inspiration from that from a uh, unused concept art from episode two. Originally, they drew that, you know, style and look, and that was going to be who Count Dooku originally became. Yeah. That was going to be Sidious's apprentice. Uh, so we almost got Ventress in a live action form, but, you know, I'm, I'm very glad they saved it for animation. But that's just my take. Been, I, I, it would have been pretty cool if we'd ever seen her jump to the big screen. but It would have been, but with the screen time that Dooku had, I don't think we would have yeah. been satisfied. But anyway, uh, so, you know, we first see her in the sixth episode of that show. And she's in an arena. She kills a bunch of people. And Dooku's like, hey, come with me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey. What's up? Let's 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 talk some business. And you know, eventually she winds up uh, dueling Anakin Skywalker on Yavin. He thinks he kills her, but she comes back in the comics full force, just wreaking havoc and killing a bunch of Jedi. It's she's not a nice person. You know, dark Jedi have a tendency to do that. Yeah, she's not she's not a you know happy go lucky <laughs> person. No, she's a bad person. But she's she been is. through a lot. <laughs> She's had a rough childhood, guys. So, uh, do, you, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, this... So, her... What they did in, in the Clone Wars in the uh, Dave Filoni version, they took a lot from the comics of her yeah. origin story, which I was very happy they did that. They didn't just rewrite a whole new thing. So, yeah, so, so, so the legend stuff very much influenced to the canon. Yes, and it bled through for a lot of stuff. And I was very happy that they, you know, took from that and was like, yeah, we can just use this. Just animate it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do get confirmation that she is indeed a Knight Sister. Uh, and she was given up uh, by her clan to As slavery. an infant. Yes, as, as a baby. Yes. As a baby. As Maura Rose would say from Shit's Creek. <laughs> uh, a baby, Ventress. And I was watching Shit's Creek. That's why I said that. It's very it's a funny. Fantastic series. I love it. Uh, so she's given up and basically forced into human. Not basically. She is forced into human slavery. Yeah. Uh, and she's rescued by a man named Kai Narek, who is a Jedi. Well, on... so before this, though, so the person who the person who takes her as his slave basically is this guy named like what was it how 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 long what is his name Howlin. um i don't know how to say Halstead. it like weird... Halstead. Okay. okay and this kicks off a series of tragedies for her because not only is she taken away so she does kind of like imprint on this guy you know i mean she's an infant and he's i mean she's a slave to him but obviously there's a connection to them Yes, and he actually, she says that, you know, he did treat her, he wasn't, he was a kind master, she said. Yeah, so, I mean, so she probably looked at him like she would look at a parent, in, yes. in, in some ways. And then, as a child, so these, you know, these pirates come to the planet, and they wreak havoc, 
and they kill him. And she witnesses this. Mm-hmm. So there, so then what happens? So then uh, we do meet uh, Kai Narek, who is a Jedi on this planet. The planet is Ratatak, which yes. was originally her home planet from the uh, now, I guess, Legends is what you would call it. Uh, so he is fighting off these Weequayan uh, pirates and she little little i guess she's not an infant anymore she's like she's like youngling age yeah she's like six seven maybe uh sees him kind of pinned down and she just gives a huge force push yeah and like pushes these people like off into a chasm yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he's like oh you're strong come with me yeah i'm gonna take you (laughs) So, yet another father figure for her in her life. Yeah. Uh, and he trains her, and I found this out, he trains her for 10 years, so she's 17 when tragedy strikes again. Yes. Again. Uh, yeah, so tell them what happens. Well, once, once again, she, she's got another master, and another master bites the dust. Yes. Um, and this is this is hard for her to take. I mean, if you can imagine, you've been ripped from pretty much everyone you've ever loved and trusted at this point. Um, it's going to make you really vulnerable, especially as a Jedi. Uh, so she she becomes super, you know, bereft with, with grief and, and sets out and, and basically sets out on a, on a path of the dark side. She um, full on just embraces the dark side and just yeah. killed every single pirate yeah. after... Like, cause she watches him get shot. Like, she doesn't just like find him dead. Like, she falls yeah, no, just like sees him get. And he yeah. dies in her arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sad. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. And then this so, of isn't course, a happy-go-lucky episode, by the way, no, guys. No, so sorry. Oh my God. All like I said earlier, all of Ventress's episodes that are Ventress, you know, centric are just really dark and really tragic and you know macabre. Yeah. So anyway, she goes on this path, and who comes across her? But Dooku and Dooku's like sweet. I'm gonna take another you master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this poor girl. Yes, but this one, you know, is offering her power, and you know, to to harness this this anger and and drama that she's had throughout her life. So, so she really sees she sees a path for herself here. Um, and then and that that brings us to basically her her role in the Clone Wars. Yes, she became a commander in the droid army, uh, and she frequently uh, was tasked to be Dooku's personal assassin. Uh, That's who he saw her more as, rather than an apprentice. He did call her an apprentice, but he saw her as a tool to, you know, tie up loose ends for people, so to speak. It's kind of a gray area how she actually is used by him. Like, I don't know. It's sort of weird. Because she's not, you know, the rule of two states that you can only have, you know, one master, one apprentice. So she's like a dark acolyte, I guess. I was, the, word? I, the way I see it is that he considers her an apprentice, but can't really Call say her, that so much. Claim, because Claim because, her as the apprentice. Yeah, because, well, Darth Sidious, even Darth Sidious is like, I think that you're, I think you're fucking around. <laughs> you can't, you yeah. can't do that. There's only two yeah. of us. You stop that fuckery right now, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you stop it. And, uh, you know what? and he should be. He should be afraid of her. Because every time, you know, every time I rewatch the, the Ventress episode, 
she's ridiculously powerful. Yeah. I think had her storyline gone a different way, she would have been one of the most powerful force wielders, either dark side or light side in the galaxy. No I doubt. agree. No doubt. She rivaled Anakin at one point. Well, she took on Anakin and Obi-Wan and she bested them. She did. Yeah. If they wouldn't, if the, you know, droids wouldn't have intervened, she yep. would have killed them. She had them. She yeah. absolutely oh, for had sure. them. And she uses her rage in that aspect. And I love that she does that. Uh, She's kind of an ideal dark side user. She is. She just needs to, you know, hone her skills slightly and she's good. Uh, But yeah, so Dooku takes her as his assassin slash Padawan slash flunky, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Uh, And so she fights a bunch of Jedi in the Clone Wars. She crosses paths with uh, Obi-Wan. And Anakin, quite frequently, along with Ahsoka, Luminara, I mean, a lot of Jedi have fought her. And there's a good chunk of Jedi that don't come back from fighting her. Yeah, she's formidable. Uh, I love, I love, love, love her uh, lightsabers so much. It's one of my favorite designs. Yes, they're very, very cool. They, they very much have that Night Sister Dathomir aesthetic to them. Yes, and they are curved like her masters. Yes. Uh, but what's cool about hers is that she can connect them into a saber staff, like kind of Darth Maul. Yeah, very Darth Maul. You know, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And so she's not only, you know, proficient in wielding two lightsabers, but she can also wield a saber staff, which is a whole different ball of wax. She, well, she's an incredible fighter. I, I mean, very, very skilled in hand-to-hand combat. Um lightsaber combat and you know wielding the force just on its own in combat she's oof yeah she's not one to be messed with no uh so but at one point you know and we're gonna like i said we're gonna talk about some of the expanded universe stuff with her but we're gonna mainly focus on the animated clone wars because that's real that's where the real canon is with this character and that's where the most like i think juiciest stories come from and there's a lot of it it's not like it's not Correct. like the Legends expanded universe stuff that was taken away really takes away from her character. The, the most interesting parts are pretty much from the Clone Wars. I agree. Although there is one comic arc that I will talk about later on that has her in it for the uh, expanded universe that's really good. But uh, So at one point, Sidious contacts Dooku and is like, hey, quit fucking around. Yeah. Like you, like you, like you <laughs> so eloquently stated. Yes. Like, hey, shipper brains, you, you, you stop that. Like, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, he goes, I would hate to, that, you know, you're teaching your apprentice to best me and whatever. And he's like, all right, prove your loyalty. Kill her. Because he, like, even Sidious senses how powerful she's becoming. Yeah. And he's scared of that. So if you can scare him, you know you're kind of powerful. You know, and if he wasn't so freaking obsessed with Anakin, he probably could have just taken her. Oh, for sure. Dumb dumb. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, Sheev, bad. Uh, so he orders her to kill her, and he does without hesitation because he's like, I don't want to fuck with him, so bye bye. And she ends up, you know, surviving his assassination attempt, and Which is we. Really bad. Like, it is. I mean, she's, she's like, nope, I'm leaving you. Bye bye. As much as you can trust a 
dark side master or whatnot, you know, he's her master and he calls her up on the phone. He basically text <laughs> breaks up with her. Yeah. <laughs> Not text breaks up with her. No, he totally like by Felicia's her. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so... I've never thought of it that way, but it's so funny. He totally does! He just calls her up in the middle of the battle. She's like, hey, I need help. He's like, nah, see ya. <laughs> Peace. And, you know, and he pulls out, you know, the uh, the Rolodex of lines for dark side u- users, and, you know, you you have disappointed me for the last time. Oh, yeah. They and all have exactly the same lines. That's so funny. Oh my... He text broke up with her. <laughs> Oh my god. And it really pisses her off. What a treat. I love that analogy so much. <laughs> uh yeah, it pisses her off and so to the point where she's like, "All right, I'm going back home." She pulls a cartman and goes, "Screw you guys, I'm, yeah, going, I'm home. going home." So, she ends up going to Dathomir and this is our first introduction to the Night Sisters in the Clone Wars. <laughs> Not our last at all what's See, better to go home than when your home is a bunch of incredibly powerful crazy witch bitches exactly we just we just you know it's a 360 for us we come back around to the night sisters here we go yeah. uh so she's back there and she's like um this old fucker tried to kill me let's go get him yes. and they're like yeah we're gonna, we're gonna do that we fuck him up uh but after many assassination assassination attempts well, that's hard to say uh she fails sadly uh and she even recruits you know a man named Savajo press to help and that doesn't work out okay so we'll turns out so like so the the dathomir clans so the night sisters are very much like evil well kind of evil they're a little gray sometimes um they're like they're like the amazons yeah so they you know they do there are male members of the Zarak species on Dathomir. Um, but they're kind the of... The Night Brothers. The Night Brothers. They're kind of less. They're seen... I, I, they're not seen on the same level as the Night Sisters oh, are. Oh, the they, women run the planet. Yeah, they are subservient to the Night Sisters. And they're yeah. and they're raised separately. They're not kept together. No. Um, and the Night Sisters choose their mates uh, from the Night Brothers. The Night Brothers don't get to choose their own. Um, but they're very much a warrior species. Both of them are, yes. Yeah, I'm like kind of magically inclined, but that's more for the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers are just more, I would say, standard. Right? Like yeah. standard warrior kind of thing. Yes. People. They can obviously be imbued with magic, but yeah. you know, yeah. And that's and that's exactly how we get um Savage. 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 <laughs> the, the like funniest weird cologne sounding name of the star wars universe he does yes savage oppress um so she chooses him uh not knowing who he's related to by the way that's just pure like coincidence she goes she goes over to the knight brothers clan area and you know says i need a i need a dude i need a dick where is he i need a dick where is he um (laughs) she tests this episode's not for children this is not a podcast for children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she tasks them to to figure out, you know, who's going to be this replacement. But uh, this is all part of a wider plan to get back at Dooku. And how is she? How is she going to do that? Ian? Well, so she picks Mister Savage out of the lineup. Like you, yellow man, come with me. 
So she uh, and Mother Talzin imbue him with magic, make him like give, they give him magical steroids. They put him through the uh, the Dathomirian Super Soldier program. Yes, and they brainwash him to only follow Ventress's orders by a certain command or certain phrase, and uh, that goes south real quick. Oh yeah, no, no, that did not work. That that goes like down the shitter real quick, uh, and so eventually he betrays Ventress. Just all the men in her life betray her. This is yeah. so sad. It's, she just, you know, she's a night sister. She should have known better. No, yeah, that's very true. So she Stay away is from like, men. all right, well, fuck this shit. So eventually she, you know, gets real fucked over, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. I gotta, I gotta leave. Uh, after Dooku then comes as for a counterattack and just like massacres the whole clan basically, and then Mother Talzin leaves her. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like I feel like she didn't have a choice. She straight up just like leaves her though. I things got every rough. every single like parental like figure in her life just leaves. Her. Yeah, no, it's. Okay. I'm sorry, she, I, I shouldn't laugh, but they do. For the death of like her entire clan. Yeah, except for like maybe like five or six night sisters. Yeah, it's it's one of which you find in the new Star Wars game, Yay, which I need to play. It's so good, so you fun. Find me a Switch, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, that's not gonna be me. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, eventually she becomes a bounty hunter. Yes, <laughs> such a random <laughs> turn of events, but it's like you know, I feel like. That's the Star Wars universe's answer to, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm going to go bounty hunt. Yeah. Um, and I think she's a really cool bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. uh, well, she think about it, like, the skill set you bring to something like that. Very much so. Uh, but, so, we're going to be talking about all of her bounty hunter adventures and all of her adventures after that, uh, after this commercial break, though. So, stay tuned. Yeah. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main think... what's the main planet that Endor, the forest moon of Endor? It's a moon, so it's there's a major planet, obviously that it is the forest moon of Endor. Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. Because I'm just wondering, are Pokemon Kaiju? They are pocket monsters. They are pocket monsters, Paul. They're, pocket, they're monsters, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're, um, just, they're, so... They are yokai, officially. <laughs> yokai. Yeah, so, um... What's like... a yokai? Screen heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC <laughs> crossover where Air Bud takes on Space Jam. <laughs> Man, we should write for these companies. <laughs> That's what it comes, it's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One on one. Yes. Done. <laughs> all right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And oh, Squirrel Girl wins. <laughs> Red shirts and runabouts. Something we've talked about before and other people have, but there's, there's so much of real life history involved with Star Trek. From Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as, a, as on, on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know, James Doohan serving, all these people and all these real life events that have impacted things. 
that's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. All right, we're back. We're back, back, back again. All right. Wasn't that riveting? Cool. Yes. Uh, so we stopped at Ventress uh, being a bounty hunter. She gets a really cool new outfit. Yes. Uh, so she joins at one point uh, Boba Fett's little gang of bounty hunters. Yeah, we get our we get our Clone Wars introduction to to angsty teenage Boba Fett <laughs> to to Bounty Boba <laughs> to Bounty Boba. Yeah, Bounty Boba's in the in there, and Dangar's there, and Bosk. And... Oh my god, it's it's like all our favorite people. You know, yeah. how much I love Dangar. <laughs> it's a few other. Uh, He's such an idiot in that episode too. <laughs> and that's all he, that's Dangar. 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 Dangar is my favorite dumb character. I love your Dangar impression. Hey Bolsk, who's a girlfriend? Shut up, Dangar. Dangar. Oh, he's such an idiot and he's, he's like a Pokemon. He should only say his name. Like <laughs> I only want to hear yeah. Dangar say Dangar. That makes that's that makes sense. That's cool. He just has the dumbest outfit. Like, why? He, I know. It's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I know. <laughs> uh, so she she tries bounty hunting for a while. Uh, and, you know, in one of the episodes, we kind of see her show some emotion. Yes. In the sense that it's not angry emotion, it's sympathetic emotion. Yeah. Uh, a yes, a young girl has been kidnapped to be a child bride, and her brother and his cohorts are trying to get her back from Boba Fett's gang. Uh, they're really cool. They're like under a tunnel. It's a very cool episode. I like that episode a lot. It's like a reversed train heist episode. It's very cool. Yeah, basically. Uh, and so she, you know, the little girl says, you know, you don't know what it's like to be taken away and torn away from your family. And Ventress is like, oh, I do. Oops, I've been triggered. Yeah. <laughs> triggered. Uh, but she actually, she does get triggered. And she's like, you know what? This is not right. Yeah. And so she gives Boba to the rear, weird horny man. <laughs> That's not what you mean. No, well, she, he, he is he's like. Literally. Yes. He's like, mm, my bride. And he's like, oh, she ugly. She's <laughs> and he's so looking at Boba. So she is. She's very cute. Uh, but he calls Boba Fett ugly, like when he thinks it's his bride, and it's the funniest thing. Uh, so she ends up giving her <laughs> back. I know. It's funny. It's stupid. It's funny. No wonder he has such a complex. <laughs> All these characters that we talk about have huge complexes. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you see your you see your dad get beheaded. You get you get called ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit happens to you. It's, it's understandable. You, it's give you a complex, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so she gives the daughter or the sister back. Of course, she's still a bounty hunter, so she wants a reward, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she walks off saying, you know, I have a purpose now. But I have a. Surprisingly, also, path. she doesn't take all the money. Like she told no, she, she gives taken all the money for herself. And she divvies it up to the other uh, bounty hunters. Yeah, like she was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not loyal, but she was like true to her word. Honorable. Honorable. There we go. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she could have taken it all, but she gives it, she, you know, the portions to the, you know, bounty hunters, and she's on her way. She takes her, her cut and says, see ya. Yep. Uh, and the next time we see her kind of gallivanting around is when she's trying to hunt for Savage. Yes. Because this is such a great moment, because not only is she hunting for him, uh, a certain Jedi Knight by the name of Obi-Wan Kenobi is hunting for them, too. Kenobi. So they and forces. Well, so and in the episode, Yoda goes, you know, uh, an unlikely ally Obi Wan will find. I'm like, who the hell is Obi Wan going to team up with? Not in a million years would I have thought Ventress. Right, it's so great. What the it is? It was <laughs> not what a twist. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, it's funny. Uh so it also has a really cool fight sequence where every single person is using a red blade and it's very, very cool. Yes. yes. It's it's weird to see Obi-Wan using a red blade. It is. Uh, it's, I believe, the season four finale. Uh, yeah. And like, like Brothers and then what's the one after that? Uh, uh, Massacre? Arc. Yeah. No. That's the one where the Knights are... I can't remember. Uh, but so Obi-Wan and Ventress have a great banter. They have a great, you know... They know in the whole series they have great banter's, but this one's you know especially good because uh, he's like, "When did you become the good guy?" And she's like, "Don't f- insult me! How oh, dare yeah. you?" I love well, and I also like she. She's basically like, "Stop assuming you know who I am." Right. Like Stop no, to box me into something. Like I, I'm. I don't have a label. Don't label me. Uh. So basically, they get free. Uh. In season five. Uh, she's still a bounty hunter and she hunts our favorite little Togruta. She hunts Ahsoka down and tries to collect the reward on her head, ends up teaming up with her, uh, and then getting, like, the shit kicked out of her by Barris, and then yeah. being impersonated by Barris, uh, and gets blamed for, like, nearly killing Ahsoka when she really didn't. Yeah, no, she tries to pull a good deed, and then and then gets, gets fucked over. Everything. <laughs> yeah. What's that wicked song? No good deed goes unpunished. Exactly. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, part of the you know larger arc at the end of season five. Um, yes, that is the very that's the last arc for season five that she's in. Which is because the series got canceled after yeah, that. And then Vent- and that's the last we see of Ventress. <laughs> and and it's really really hanging there. It, she, it she, is. She rescues Ahsoka, and then she's gone. <laughs> Uh, we should mention that there is a book, uh, that she yeah. does appear in. And, okay, I will say I have not read the book. I know, I loosely know what it's about, but I have not read it and I want to. It's, so I haven't read it either because, you like. Have it? No. I, c- I could have sworn you read the book. No. Oh, that really surprises I... me. I, I I was going to, but I'm like, that's a lot to read. Is it? But I might get the audiobook for our trip right. to Celebration. I read like a so. book a week, so I have no you idea do. why I have not read this. <laughs> uh, but the book is called Dark Disciple. It follows, yeah. so it's it's a book. It's eight episodes. It's a love story. <laughs> unproduced into a book form. Yes. And I am very grateful that they did this because they did give her a proper ending. Yes. Uh, yeah, basically, she, she's, you know, a, she fights pirates at one point, she teams up with 
uh, Quinlan Voss and, you know, tries to assassinate Dooku. She falls in love with Quinlan and, like, actually shares her feelings and, you know, is genuinely in love with this person. Yeah. Uh, and then, unfortunately, she does die. Yeah. She meets Dooku, kills her. Uh, but she sacrifices herself to save Quinlan from a huge, like, force lightning blast. Uh, ends up killing her instead. And the the Jedi uh, give her recognition for her bravery. Which is very shocking they did that. Well, I mean, look at what Varys did. And they're like, no, nah, it's cool, you can stick around. Well, there's, there's, she's still in prison. I know, but I don't know. I... <laughs> I just feel like they were gonna write off Ahsoka and then they're like oh Barris did it no it's fine oh well yes that's also yeah very true uh but I I was very sad to know that she died I'm like no but I mean I can't see it going any other way I know and it's too strong of a character to just drop off the face of the planet I know it's it's rough but you know, I, you know, have a, a secret, like, fan theory that, because when she's laid to rest, I do know this part, she's laid to rest at Dathomir, she's laid to rest in the waters, uh, the waters turn green, so, like, I'm secretly thinking, like, they're slowly, like, healing her. Yeah. Yeah. And that she eventually, like, you know, pops out and is like, all right, I'm just gonna lay low for the rest of my life. Hey, if she's just living out her life as a, you know, as an old witch with a bunch of Dathomir cats, works for me. Exactly, like, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, so she does eventually meet her end. Uh, but she goes out in a in a blaze of glory. Yeah. She saves her lover. Yeah, you know. She's uh, like I said, one of the coolest, coolest, most dynamic characters. Yes, so the arc that I wanted to talk about was, it's the last arc that she's in during the comics. And so Ventress... on this. Hmm? I said I'm not as up on to date on this. I should be. Oh, so it was published a while back. So this was this is still legend stuff, mind you. Uh, so Ventress fights Anakin. She gives him that scar that he has. Yes. Uh, because she mentions uh, she knows about Padme in the comics. She can sense it, and she finds out it's about it's about Padme. And so she fights him on Coruscant. Uh, she slices his eye, and then when she you know mentions Padme. He goes berserk, as well he should. Yes, he triggered. And so he goes and just, like, throws her through, like, I think a few, like, plate glass windows at one point. Like, he just goes ham on her. And, uh, so she is rescued by Dooku and taken to some kind of, like, facility where he experiments on her and gives her cybernetic components. (laughs) Poor people from Dathomir. Are, yeah. It's, so he gives, he like takes out her eye and gives her a cybernetic eye. Uh, gives her like strength stuff. Uh, yeah. It's a whole like, he, he fucks her up. Uh, and so Anakin and Obi-Wan go to this facility not knowing she's there. Uh, and so Dooku releases her. She goes and just rage induces like she just fights Obi-Wan and Anakin she almost kills Obi-Wan at one point. Like, if Anakin didn't intervene, she would have killed him. 
Uh, so Anakin slices up her back. He thinks that he killed her. Uh, but she is on a medical frigate and she, she hijacks it. And the people in the front are like, um, ma'am, why are you alive? <laughs> and she's like, it's an eight, it was an ancient Sith, uh, meditating technique. Ah. So she was slowly healing herself. Makes sense. And, uh, she, you know, they go, well, where do you want us to like drop you off? <laughs> Basically, they ask that, and she goes, you know, far away from this war, far away from Dooku, far away from the Jedi. I want to live my life how I want to live my life. No. So, and that's kind of the end of it, and she just kind of disappears, and we don't really know what happens to her after that. See, I like that. That would have been nice. I know. It would have been. I mean, it's but, the, I mean, she's a terrible person. Yes. But, for the most part. But, uh, you know... Tra- she's traumatized she's terrible because she got traumatized yes exactly and taken advantage of in several ways so i don't know yeah but it's kind of you kind of want you want her to be redeemed and have a good life and just be quiet yes at, at some points she's sympathetic some points she's like a total bitch yeah uh but i always found her as like a very kind of tragic sympathetic character oh, she's super and tragic. you want to she's like loki like you want you want to yeah. You don't want them to die. <laughs> exactly. You want them to cause mischief and see what else they can, you know, do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Likeable villains. They're very cool. So Ventress has many looks. Oh my god. In the in the Clone Wars, in the TV show, oh, yeah. and in the comics. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite look? I do. My okay. favorite Ventress look is um, when she goes back to Dathomir um after after dooku breaks up with her and mm-hmm. <laughs> um and when uh she's kind of like it's almost like revenge training montage ventress when she goes to pick out um her new assassin type guy the the, the person so, who's the person who's going to be sent to dooku as his new it's her night sister garb you're talking about yeah her night sister garb um it's got a couple of layers i remember the ones like it's like it's like a short kind of black dress with the black boots and the hood yes it's got high boots and she's got you know like this cool hood thing that she pulls up and it it has a like a face mask part to it it's very like mortal kombat looking it's very mortal kombat ninja kind of it's it's just badass it's so cool (laughs) i also like how her costume is primarily black with hints of red on it while all the other night sisters they're like very full red oh yeah but she's like no i still want my like dark color combo yeah, please and thank you she's, she's not like them i mean no they are they are witches she is a she is a sith and she's like don't forget it <laughs> yeah she's like hello yeah um so i love that outfit if i were to ever make a ventress outfit which i would love to do it would probably it would probably be that one. Yay! Um, and I really like that weapon that, like, on the chain that she uses in the trials for the Night Brothers. Oh, like the the scythe that's like connected to the rope yeah, and chain. Yeah, it is cool. I so it makes a really cool like whooshy sound. I would love to do that. I think that would be super cool. I think you should. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite Ventress look is actually a look that. 
is based off her look in the comics that she mainly wears. I wonder if this is my second favorite one. <laughs> she wears it, and she's it's in season three. It's where she duels Anakin and Kenobi. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's the like white bandages. Yeah. It's known in the Clone Wars as like her flight outfit because she's flying her ship in it, and but it's a straight homage to uh, her look in the Clone Wars comics and how she originally appeared. Uh, I love seeing her in that because I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like that outfit. Yeah. Uh, so that's my top favorite Ventress outfit. Yeah. And my, so my, do you I have, have another favorite. one? Yeah, I do. My second favorite is um, is actually the Sideshow um, statue. Oh, God, the one that you and I drool over? Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. If you've not seen this, it is one of, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful of the sideshow Star Wars statues. She's got this incredible like black bandage outfit on and then all of these flowing red accessories and whatnot. And it comes hoodless or or with the hood. And it's just oh, it's so beautiful. It's a part of their mythos line. Yeah. So it's not like a direct interpretation of interest. It's kind of like an artist's rendition of yeah. it. It's really pretty. It's absolutely stunning. Like if they had ever brought Ventress to the big screen this is what she would look like oh that's for sure an outfit for her yes without question and it's only six hundred dollars so who wants to pony up and get it for us (laughs) uh so my second favorite ventress outfit is actually one that is described in the dark disciples book it's her bounty hunter look she has more layers to it though oh yeah but she's grown her hair out oh yeah it's it's a silver blonde i love the hair look and it's really pretty. It's like shaved on both sides, but then you have like a swoop on the front. It's yeah. very cute. It's very, very cute. Uh, so I like that look a lot. I really do. Um, but just the, the classic bald Ventress is what I love as well. Uh, so do you have a favorite Ventress moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have several. <laughs> um, let me think. I do like when she the first time when she returns to the sisters and they're healing her and she goes through all her flashbacks and you and you see how tragic yes her storyline is how her her origins are um I really do love that um I think my other favorite Ventress moment I mean there's a I had another one that I really wanted to talk about but I can't remember at the moment the um the deleted scene one and we've talked about this before oh where she kisses the clone where she kisses yeah that's dark it shows how she is absolutely the most dark character on oh for sure yeah so she 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 murders a clone but before doing it she gives them a kiss <laughs> or yeah, like it's as she's doing it basically it's 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 really dark uh so my favorite moments would be her uh anything with her and Obi-Wan together. Uh I really like you know, I actually do like when she, you know, ends her bounty hunting gig and's like, I have a purpose now. I'm gonna go off and find it. It's yeah. very, you know, kind of emotional, like, oh you go you go do that for yourself. Yeah, that, that quote is actually really good. Uh and I really love uh Oh, what is it? Um, 
it's where she uh, fights Grievous on Dathomir. Oh, yeah. And would have totally killed him, too, but he had his droids in her being like, she's a good fighter. Like, no one kind of gives her that credit. People are like, oh, she always loses. It's like, yeah, but it's always, like, interference when she loses. It's not because she's a bad fighter. No, she's not at all. No. Uh, so if it were so... not one-on-one com- or even one-on-two or one-on-two, oh, yeah. she's, she's the clear winner. She is. Um, I should also note that we love, we said before we love her sabers. Her sabers are now officially licensed at uh, Disneyland. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can get them. Uh, so if anyone, it would be kind enough to maybe pick us up a saber <laughs> or two. We'd be greatly appreciative and we will give you a shout out for like a month straight on the podcast. I had all for any of your social media channels. Just I would just cover my walls and sabers. Oh, for sure. Amazing. Uh, so that about wraps us up here. Um, we love doing this character spotlight. We love this character so much. Uh, so don't forget to follow us as well, guys, on Echo Station Cast. Uh, we're going to be doing more character spotlights. We're going to be doing more Clone Wars review episodes coming out soon. Uh, our panel from Planet Comic Con, celebration stuff, you name it. It's going to be on the, on the tweeters. Uh, like I said, Echo Station Cast is where we're at. Uh, don't forget our panel at Planet Comic Con Sunday, the 22nd, uh, at 12.30. We're going to be talking Star Wars. It's going to be fun. Uh, and then, Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Dirt Witch and on Instagram at ChrisJaded. And you can find me on Instagram at House of Turner Cosplay, same thing with Facebook, and on the Twitters at IR Turner. Uh, but that about wraps it up, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us on this on this journey. On this journey. On this journey. Uh, but until next time, we will see you later and may the force be with you. May the force be with you.